Hi everyone, welcome to Behind the Fun, a practical parent education podcast brought to you by FTC Kids Empowerment Center. One of the reasons we've decided to launch this podcast is because we want to provide parents with the tools and resources that they need to better understand their child and assist in the development process. In these 10 to 15 minute long segments, you'll learn from our amazing therapists and come away from each episode feeling a little bit better, a little bit more informed, and a lot more confident about the techniques the FTC Kids family is using with your kiddos. My name is Ryan Goodrich, and this This is is Behind Behind the the Fun Fun, Practical Practical Parent Parent Education. On today's episode, we have Alicia Pravada, BCBA and the Director of ABA Therapy at FTC Kids Empowerment Center, to help us navigate the world of ABA therapy, which is new to a lot of us, including myself, a dad who knows absolutely nothing about ABA. Alicia, thanks so much for joining us. I have some questions for you, and these are like the types of questions that I'm hoping can help expose parents to just your incredible passion for pediatric therapy, parent education, and spreading awareness about ABA therapy. Thanks, Ryan, so much for having me. I can't wait to share my passion to all our listeners. My first question for you is, what is ABA therapy? I have not heard of this before FTC Kids incorporated it into its programming. This is a very loaded question because ABA is such a large field. ABA is short for Applied Behavior Analysis, which behavior is simply just what we do as humans. And to put simply, ABA therapy is an evidence-based practice that uses scientifically proven learning strategies and ways of motivating individuals to effectively teach new behaviors. It just helps us understand how behavior works, how is it affected by our environment, and how learning takes place. Thank you for clarifying that. What sort of specialist is is actually the one who provides ABA therapy? There is four types of individuals that work in the field of ABA. The two most common people that you will encounter in the field are BCBAs and RBTs. A BCBA is a board-certified behavior analyst, which they hold a master's degree in a field such as psychology, education, ABA, and it aligns with the BACB, which is like our head of ABA. Mm -hmm. And you have to complete 2,000 field work hours and pass the BCBA exam. Oh, so there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And then the BCBA is the one who does your individual's eval and assessment and creates the treatment plan while the RBT implements it. The RBT is a registered behavior technician, which they must hold a high school diploma and they have to complete a competency assessment by a BCBA and then pass an RBT exam. And then the last two people in the field are BCABAs, which is a board certified assistant behavior analyst. And they have um, an undergrad degree in a related field and complete 1500 field work hours and pass a BCABA exam. They're like 
I explain it all the time as they're like a CODA, which is a assistant OT. And it's the same thing where they can practice, but they have to be overseen by a BCBA. Alicia, what made you choose ABA therapy as your career path? This is one of my favorite questions I get all the time. As a kid, like I knew I always wanted to go into the special ed field. I was always a helper. I was helping all the kids in my class who were struggling. And from a young age, I started volunteering at Special Olympics because one of my cousin was participating. While in high school, I was working as a lifeguard and swim instructor, and I taught all the special needs swim classes. And one day I was covering for someone, and I had this little boy in my class, and we just had that instant connect Mm -hmm. where it was, it was weird. It was like, we just knew we belonged together mm-hmm. and we became very close and I started working in their home and just like as a babysitter and his main source of education and therapy was ABA. So over the years, I was watching all these therapists come in and out of the home and watching them with him and see all this progress that they were making with him week by week, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So as soon as I graduated high school, I got my RBT and been in the field ever since. And I knew this was my path. What a special set of circumstances. Yeah. Right. So you're coaching, swimming, you meet this young boy, you get involved with the family, you start babysitting, and that exposes you to ABA therapy, which inspires you to then make it a career. I think that's such an amazing story. Yeah. And he's still in my life today and everything. So it's awesome. (laughs) Alicia, how do I know if a child needs ABA therapy? Uh, How would I know if a behavior is sensory based or behavioral based? A lot of people often think like ABA therapy is just for maladaptive behaviors, such as like screaming, biting, hitting, kicking but it's so much more like we can tackle those challenging behaviors, but we also can help with skill acquisition, social skills, communication skills, and the list goes on. What we do is take those very big, broad skills and break them down into smaller achievable steps to create independence. People always say, All you say is promote independence, promote independence. But it's my goal to have these kiddos be as independent as possible because seeing like that boy I've been working with since he was seven years old and how he's grown up and shown that independence is just so important. And when you have someone next to you at all times that You need that independence. I know that was a very roundabout way to answer your first question, but everyone can use ABA. It's not just behaviors. When people hear behavioral therapy, it's behaviors. It's not just those quote unquote bad behaviors that people say. Is ABA therapy only for kids with special needs or ASD? 
No. I use it on my dog and my roommate all the time. <laughs> like, and there's also a broader field where it's OBM, where it's organized behavioral management. It is a large field. And a lot of times people think it's just for kids with autism, which isn't the case either. It's from birth to geriatrics. ABA can target so many numerous populations like learning disabilities, businesses, animals, autism, and even quote unquote neurotypical individuals. Mm -hmm. I, I have a, a question. This may come across as random, but I'm curious if let's say we have a child or a, a, there's a, a kiddo who is showing pathological tendencies, perhaps chronic exaggerating, making up stories, behaviors that they found have worked in order to impress people for whatever reason it may be, or perhaps it a pathology around making up excuses or lies in order to get out of trouble. Is ABA therapy something that could help with that? Yes. To get to the root of the behavior of storytelling or making up lies, you need to come up with the function of why that person is doing it. So it's the four functions of behavior is sensory, escape, attention, or access to an item. Once you figure out the function or possible function of that behavior, then you know how to target it. If it was an attention behavior, then you could possibly mix in non-contingent reinforcement, which is even if they're doing it, you're going to give them positive reinforcement and attention for anything other than that behavior. And then, but if it's an escape, like they're telling these long stories to delay having to do something, you're going to cut them off and they're not going to finish that story. So it really just depends on figuring out that function. And that's what we as behavior analysts do. I think that's really important for parents to know because I don't know how common that behavior is, but I have seen it with quite a few kids. And I, I was just curious about if this is a therapy that might be useful in that particular circumstance. So thanks for providing clarity on that. Yeah. If you could change one thing about ABA, what would it be? I would love to change the way ABA as a whole is viewed. Really? Why is that? The field has a bad reputation because a lot of people feel that it is compliance therapy, but it's not. We learn what the individual needs to learn to be successful to our advantage and reinforce the behaviors we want to see. And often people associate ABA with discrete trialing, which is simply a start and an end to a task. But people think discrete trialing is sitting at a table across with a therapist saying, point to red, point to blue. Like, and if they're not doing it, you're going to take their hand and manually point. This is pointing to blue. Like, but that's just one technique mm -hmm. within that huge field. So 
positive reinforcement, errorless teaching, video modeling, schedule following are all other amazing techniques that we do use in the field. And understanding that the needs of each person and utilizing the techniques that allow them to be the most successful person and learn is what the field of ABA offers. I really aspire to make every ABA experience positive, especially if it hasn't been in the past and effective. So when I started in ABA, I was drawn in by seeing how this therapy can help children communicate, accomplish novel tasks, and ultimately be more independent. So I stay in the field to continue to make these differences in these individuals' lives, as well as attach more positivity to the ABA field overall. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the amazing things about ABA therapy is that you customize treatment, you customize your approach to each child based on their circumstances, their situations, their behaviors. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. We treat each person as an individual, like what may work for someone may not work for the next person. And there's this famous quote that says like, you know, one person with autism that, you know, one person with autism. And it's the same for ABA. Uh, You're not going to have one size fits all for every program you create. What's interesting about that, I always joke in my organizational dynamics program where for, that was my master's program that I was studying mm-hmm. that the human brain, human response, the way we interact, it's the most complicated, but it's also the simplest algorithm in the universe, right? Because you can predict how someone will respond and you might be correct, but that prediction will not work every time. You have to customize your approaches because you never know how a unique individual is going to respond to a plan that you have laid out or let's say a treatment idea that has worked for you in the past with another patient or kiddo that might not work with the next one. So you have to be really nimble and be able to pivot your approach as you work with all of these different children. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one session, something might work and the next session isn't, you have to be on your toes constantly and reading the child's behavior to understand what they need in every situation. I really like what you just said, and that kind of leads me to my next question, is what sets FTC Kids ABA therapy apart from other clinics? And how do you think that the FTC community, including the parents that currently bring their children to see us, will benefit from having a BCBA on staff? ABA therapy at FTC Kids is not just about ABA therapy, which a lot of clinics and companies don't believe in the multi-therapeutic approach. Here at FTC, we look at the child as an individual and tackle all the support they may need. I say all the time that I cannot teach a kid how to walk properly. That is not what I do. That's a PT's job. Yes, they can teach me how to properly reinforce that behavior and I can increase it with reinforcement, but I'm not specialized. So in teaching 
those gross motor skills that a PT went to school for. And a lot of times ABA thinks that they can do it all. They can do the sensory, they can do the fine motor, they can do the behavior, they can do the communication, which yes, we can tackle it all and increase those behaviors, but I'm not specialized in those fields, so I can't teach them how to do those specific. So a lot of families have had less than ideal experiences with ABA therapy, but FTC Kids is here to demonstrate how this therapy can be used in collaboration with the others at the clinic for optimal outcomes for your child and ultimately the entire family. Uh, ABA therapy doesn't just tackle the child. It is a whole family approach and parent training is included in every therapy plan. So it's carried over, not just with the therapist, it's through all aspects of that child's life. And FTC has already benefited from having a BCBA on staff. It has been so rewarding to collaborate with all these other fabulous fields and therapists. Just an example, I had an OT approach me about one of their clients having difficulties coming into the center for their sessions and not completing tasks. As a collaborated team, we came together and came up with possible primary function of the learner of why he was displaying these behaviors and was able to put antecedent strategies in place. And the client has had successful sessions ever since. So like these are the little things that make me love what I do and blessed to work with all these other amazing therapists. You know what I think is really special too? I, I hear two things that I want to call out, right? So I think for any human, for a child more than any, they just want to be seen. I think it's really important that we look at each child and we take note of the differences, take note of the things that allow them to stand out and we adjust our therapy based on their unique needs. And then I also think it's incredible that we have all, basically a panel of experts. ABA, we have speech language pathology, we have physical therapy, and we have occupational therapists all in the same room who can talk and have discussion about treatment strategies for a specific child all at once. And it's like a community is there to help develop therapeutic approaches to really treat each child as an individual. And that's, that's what's special to me. And that's why I've been loving this podcast so much and getting to speak with people such as yourself and Kat and Elisa and Natalia and, and Raina, who I got to speak with on the intro to kind of get more about her vision. So I'm very excited about this. Yeah, it's amazing. There's no other word to put it. Well, great. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very happy that we were able to give you a platform for you to come on and kind of educate and inform the parent community at FTC Kids about exactly what ABA therapy is. Thanks so much for having me. This has been Behind the Fun, practical parent education brought to you by FTC Kids Empowerment Center in Little Falls, New Jersey. If you enjoyed today's podcast or found it useful, please make sure to follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your preferred podcast app. For more information on FTC Kids Empowerment Center, 
please visit us at www.ftckids.com. If you're interested in real-time content, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok as well. Please check our episode description for links to those resources. 